Hi, I'm Jonah. I'm Joe. I'm a stand-up comedian, writer, and teacher. And I'm an aspiring actor. And we are your survival guides to get you through your life as we stumble through ourselves. We'd really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review to help other people find their survival guide. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome back to another episode of How Do You Survive? My name is Jonah. I'm Joe. And we are your survival guides to get you through your life as we stumble through ourselves. Nice. Jonah. It's very good. Very good, yeah. I have a big question for you. <laughs> okay. So um, let's say I give you a card that says congratulations on your new job. Okay. How long do What happened to my last job? <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> Congratulations on unemployment. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you hold on to said card? I've seen this. Mm. Um, Did you see it through the my story or? Ooh, I can't remember if I saw it on TikTok or your story. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question because mm. it was with birthday cards, is what they yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. There's, this guy did this sketch based oh, on this premise. Oh, that's it. No, I do know. Oh, I know. I saw it on my own. Yeah, because I follow the guy. He does He's really funny. Hilarious. I have no idea what it's called, so I cannot reference him. Oh, no, I can't but there's a comedian yeah. TikToker, really, really good. good. Um, how long would I hold on to birthday card or congratulations card? Um. I feel like a congratulations card. I'd probably put it away somewhere and find it two or three years later on a clean out and then throw it away. So on a clean out. Yeah. Mm. But with a birthday card, a couple of weeks and then I'm putting it in the bin. You just put it in the bin. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I, I don't like cards for that reason because I feel bad knowing that I will throw them out. Well, here's the thing. It's like, when it's when it's congratulations, when it's got like a lot of people's messages inside, I feel like it's worth keeping for a little bit as like memorabilia. Yeah. When it's like a birthday card that just says, "Hi Jonah, happy birthday, have a great day," from Susan, I'm just like, what a, what a waste. <laughs> which, yeah. is what, which is why I don't give cards. Yeah, I'm the I'd same. give a present, but I wouldn't give a card mm. unless a little I was tag, gonna, little tag, uh, yeah, or a little tag. Unless I was gonna write like a full like if I was gonna cover the card with a message. That's great. But if yeah. you're only just going to write happy birthday, it's not worth What a waste of a card. Yeah. Think about the environment. Do you know, I also got some bad feedback about our podcast this week, Joe. Oh. <laughs> it's in real... As I'm saying this out loud, I was like, oh, this is why. But th- she was saying about how, like, in one of her episodes... Was this... Was this- the per- this, has this person commented on our podcast before? They've been on the podcast before. They've been on the podcast. <laughs> but they were saying how, like, sometimes we just seems really like unemotional unattached like not caring because we say stuff like this about like cards because <laughs> we said listen if you've grown up she was saying <laughs> if you knew how we were raised but she was saying how like in one of our episodes we were talking about how we want to be broken up with and i think i said or you said how being broken up over an email is the best way to do it because then we can deal with it emotionally ourselves but you you said that okay well, i said that and she was just like that's so awful, <laughs> And I was saying this about birthday cards. Like, don't give birthday cards. <laughs> and like, oh, I can hear it now. I can hear ourselves. We're not loving. I, I no. I have to say, in in your defense, <laughs> if you've written like a, a sincere message, I I hold on to those a lot more. Yeah. If it's a happy birthday, chances are I'm gonna get one next year. <laughs> 
oh, you might not make it. No, exactly. I'm just kidding. I, I, this I might say, be your I last birthday card. I didn't say certainty. I just said, chances are, so far, I've done okay. Yeah. So, I, yes, for the, for the birthday, I usually throw them out after oh. a couple of weeks. For those ones, I do hold on to them, but... Actually, I just even realized, I still have the one card that I, I, I got a happy birthday card. This was a happy birthday card, but it was from an old office I used to work at. Mm. Um, and I still have that birthday card. There you go. Because See? everyone signed it and I really like those people. Yeah. Um, and I miss them a lot. Anyway, so I still, so I have kept birthday cards, <laughs> but like from individuals that just put happy but birthday, I've thrown them out. Like if, if it were, this sounds horrible now, but if it was like from me or mom, People who give you birthday cards every year. Well, yeah. Well, because mom is also the kind of person that just puts happy birthday love from mom, <laughs> which is fine because yeah. she's your mom. Like she kind talks you all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not going to hold on to that. And I feel like, and also, I, I also feel like we got this from our mom. Mm. She is not one for clutter. She is anti-clutter yeah. all the way. Birthday cards were up for a week and then they were down. <laughs> Christmas cards, we used to have them up. As soon as we were like getting them through the door through December, by December 27th, they were in the bin. They were all down. Like this is, we're, we were brave. This We were anti-clutter. We are anti-clutter and anti-emotion, emotional connection. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. did you have a good week? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, it was Easter, wasn't it? Yes. It was a, and we had a lovely uh, weekend of weather and yeah, uh, nice. really, really good vibes. And we had a nice Sunday dinner, thanks mm. to you and Kenya. Mm. Who cooked the chicken? Was that Kenya? Or Kenya did the chicken. You did the potatoes. I did, uh, potatoes. Very good potatoes. And uh, we had a bonfire night the night before. Mm-hmm. That was really good. That was really good. Yeah, good vibes all around. So very, very good. What did you bring to the bonfire? Good vibes. And you didn't bring anything to the... Thing, but you cut the chicken. I did cut the chicken. Yeah, you cut I the chicken. didn't bring anything, but Chrishell and I are one now. <laughs> she brought things. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> Why doesn't that count? Because when you weren't together, you were still two people. <laughs> so we, when we do a dinner event, we can expect you never to bring anything. We from bring now something on. together. Everything is shared. No, that's not how it counts. Yeah, yeah. You can bring two things together. <laughs> and that, that counts. She did. She brought two things. She brought the rice krispies and she brought the Easter egg book, Easter egg baskets. Yeah, she did. You didn't bring anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's very good. Mm-hmm. What is today's commentary? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had nothing else to say. Uh, I saw a video by Thomas Frank. Sorry, I was just going to say, so I've never heard of Thomas Frank before. Okay. But when you sent me the video and I saw it, I looked at his YouTube channel, it was a YouTube video. Mm. And it was like 2.8 million subscribers. And I'm just like, how do I not know who this guy is? I'm like, so many people have incredibly successful careers. And I just think, because of social media, like, because back in the day, if someone had a million subscribers on YouTube, you knew who they were. Yeah. But you watch YouTube videos anyway. But now it's like everyone does it. I'm just like, how do I not know? Yeah, everyone has subscri- a million subscribers. Well, I just, well like. we obviously don't. But I was just like, I'm so, I was just shocked. It's like, how come I would never have heard of this guy? He's clearly incredibly popular. But anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, well, I guess you don't, do. You watch many like productivity, like well-being. Does my life look like I watched <laughs> those videos, Joe? <laughs> I'm just saying he's in that. If realm. I'm making a podcast. <laughs> I'm having difficulty in life. Does it look like I spend my time watching those videos? Sorry. Anyway, no. so it's by Thomas Frank. Uh, and the, the video is called A Video About Feeling Behind in Life. 
And so I would like to name this podcast a podcast about feeling behind in life. What made you choose this topic, Joe? Well, uh, two reasons. Um, I mean, one, I, I, I saw this video a long time ago and made a note of it. <laughs> and I just thought it'd be a good topic. <laughs> two, um, last episode, we discussed how to design your life. And I thought this was quite relatable in the sense that you, you know, that, the, the, that kind of concept of building, designing, you know, making your own life, et cetera, et cetera, is all very well and good. But, but sometimes you get to a certain age where you just don't feel like, you feel like it's too late. You feel like in, in the sense that the, of the, the phrase, you're too old of a dog to learn a new trick. Why <laughs> is that funny? Because this isn't the phrase, an old dog can't learn new tricks. Exactly. So you feel like you are too old of a dog to learn a new trick. <laughs> Sorry. No, you just rephrased it. That's why, yeah, I, I, that's why I laughed. <laughs> I'm okay. Sorry. Um, caught off guard. Sorry. Whereas his, the whole premise of his video is basically it's not. You're not too, you, it's never too late. That's, that's the message that he wants to convey. And he goes into different points of, of why it's not too late. But before we kind of go into that, John, I wanted to ask you, what had you wished you started when you were younger? Oh, that's what I was going to shoot. And well, okay, may I, I'll rephrase it then. <laughs> Just like the old dog trick. <laughs> if you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be? <laughs> and what trick would you like to learn? <laughs> if you had the resources, like, yeah, sorry. If you had the resources, what will you make your kids do growing up? Mm, that's an even better one. I, I know. But I'll start <laughs> with the first one. Okay. Um, I think... For me, I wish I had started lifting weights when I was a teenager. When I was a child. <laughs> when I was a child. <laughs> no. Swapping paintbrushes for iron. <laughs> no, because I feel like with acting, like I did start acting yeah. when I was like 14, so I feel like that, that's fine. Um, I sometimes I wish like I was a nepotism baby. That was sometimes. <laughs> well, that, that's a whole. That's a whole other thing. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I just wish I had different parents, Joe. Really, that's what it is. Like. Just, like, wouldn't it be amazing if, if dad was like some big director or something? <laughs> that would have made life really, really good. Anyway, um, no, because different question, isn't it? So, really, I started acting, like, getting classes at least when I was young. So it's like I'm glad I started doing that, and, mm. and I'm happy. So. Um, yeah, and because it's so like I go on Instagram and I go on like my explore page and it's mostly just about gym stuff. Okay. Um, and so I like. I it's a gem. Sorry, gem. Gem. <laughs> it's about gemstones. <laughs> I'm a diamond collector now. No. Um, and like I'll go on someone's profile and like I'll click on the thing and it usually for like people who post gym content, they'll post the age and natty if they're natural or whatever. And they'll what is that? What, what if they take steroids or not? Oh, okay, right. Because okay. if someone's very big, you just know, like, they're on steroids. Anyway, mm. again, it's another discussion for another day. Mm. And they'll say, like, 20 or 21. And they're, like, ripped. And it's, like, natty. And, like, they do look like they're natural, but they're just ripped. And I just think like, that physique would take five years to build. And I just think, well, they must have started when they were 16. Mm. Whereas me, I started when I was, like, 23. Mm. So I'm, like... Obviously, you, I'm, I'm still, 23 is still young. I, I'm, I'm aware of that in the grand perspective of life. But, you know, when you are 23, you feel like it's old and you've lost all your youth and et cetera, et cetera. And I just wish, like, because that's something I, I, it's a good hobby of mine. I'm passionate about it. I wish I would have started that so that by the time I'm now, I'd have had all this experience, all this time to progress and get better. 
And I'm like, oh, now I've got to work Especially harder. Especially as your body's still developing in that age you, as well. Well, yeah, exactly. That's a prime time because you've got all these hormones pumping around to like, anyway, this is not, this is not the podcast for this. But the whole, like, and the point that Ted Frank, what's his name? Thomas, Tom, Thomas. Thomas Frank made is that you look at other people who are younger than you, who are doing more than you, and you're just like, why? Mm. And yeah, that, that's one thing that I wish I would have done because then I would not be thinking that. Mm. What about you, Joe? And then we'll answer your second question. Uh, what did I wish when I started when I was younger? Um, in some, in some, I mean, very simple. I think it's like anything in life, right? Any skill that you like now, you wish you'd started earlier so you would be better now. Yeah. So to give a similar example, ta- I watched Taylor Tomlinson last week. <laughs> say Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I was like, wow, the tables have turned. <laughs> so yeah, Taylor Tomlinson. Taylor Tomlinson. Taylor Tomlinson is an American stand-up comedian. She is the same age as me, slight, maybe a year younger. Oh, really? Yeah, she's very, very funny, very talented, and she has two Netflix specials, another one coming up. I am on my 12th stand-up slot <laughs> coming this Monday. <laughs> so I'm Woo! very far behind. No, and c- compared to that, compared to that, that's what I'm saying. Uh, she started when she was 18. Yeah. And I just wondered, like, oh, if I had started when I was 18, like, yeah. the skill range I would have now, yeah. you know, and probably the opportunities and stuff like that. Because I've, I've also kind of met people on the circuit and said, hey, like, I think you're really funny. Follow them on Instagram. And I see them do well. I see them get, like, bigger shows, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and a very competitive market. Um, and so, you know, it really is a case of those who dance uh Sorry, those who... What's the, what's the word? Opportunity dances with those on the dance floor. If you're the old enough dog, <laughs> you dance with... New tricks. New tr- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wise dogs dance with new tricks. That's yeah. the phrase. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's that whole thing. There's that whole thing. Yeah. Um, and and lots lots of things. I wish I'd started skateboarding when I was a kid. Do you know what skill? <laughs> I, I, why is that funny? No, I just think it's like even when you're thirty, the skater kids are still cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah, but I I it, it's a fun hobby. Like yeah. I, I we have to park our car fifteen minute walk away now, uh, and so I'll get my skateboard and I'll skateboard to the car. That's cool. Yeah, and it's great for when you park up at late at night, you get on your skateboard and you whiz back home. Mm-hmm. Saves it's like a five minute journey rather than a fifteen. Mm. So it's really good. Um, you look cool. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but it has got to the point where I look less like an idiot on the board. Less like an old dog trying to learn a new <laughs> trick. That's cool. Um but yeah, let's move on to the question then, man. If you had the resources, what would you make your kids do growing up? Let's say your partner agrees with you as well. So Well, here's the thing. Because we kind of did have this growing up, and we kind of resent it. We're not resent guitar. Resent, yeah, mm. like learning a musical instrument. Mm. Because will you be stricter now with your child because <laughs> of the gre- regret that you have? Um, because mom was fairly strict. But mom, well, I say that, but I don't think she was that strict. Yeah, because we what practiced once a week and had a guitar lesson once a week that's not strict strict yeah. parents would make you practice every day yeah. like that my mm, one true. of the lawyers that i work for she had she sh- makes you practice every day <laughs> she makes me perform in front of everyone in the office <laughs> no like she like when i spoke to her like she had strict parents about like learning piano um 
And like when I hear about it, it's like, oh, mom was a breeze. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But like when it's your, but you don't know anyone else's parent, parents, sure. parental perspective. So it's just like you think you have strict parents, then you hear someone else, and you're like, I'm fine. Mm. I was fine. Um, it's but I, I well, it's like I don't want to be the parent that pushes what I know best onto my kids who don't want to do something because then they just resent it and they don't like it and they push it away. So, but it's like, but how do I make them understand that this is good for them? Mm. <laughs> because I wish, not enough that we're like, I have a passion for guitar and we'll start playing it now, but I just wish it'd be a cool skill to have because mm. I just don't have it. And we did put in a lot of hours to now not have, well, I don't have anything I, to show for it's, it. It's a real, because mom used to say, we, they pay X amount of money for these lessons and it's going to waste. And it has and, and it did. did. <laughs> and, I mean, I can somewhat play now, but... Yeah. Like it's a shame because it, it, we could have we had an excellent guitar teacher. Yeah, she's really good. We we really could have made more of that time and skill. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, but didn't, and it was a waste. And like they said, and they were correct. But in my mind, I was like, well, then stop, <laughs> stop wasting. Would this. you dare say that to mum? <laughs> uh, oh, not then. <laughs> no, not then. Oh, I still wanted to see the next day. Um, <laughs> This young pup had new tricks to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, y- yeah, and so, but it's but I also think as well learning a language for a kid, and I kind of want well, I need to think of a language and commit to it because I really want to learn another language, but get very good at it. And I want my kids to grow up learning a, a language, and I think. If you like introduce it early enough, like with like TV programs and books and stuff where they like just have, you know, kids just absorb languages. So when they get a bit older, when they're a teenager, they can, they've got such a strong foundation to continue learning isn't such a hassle or a chore. Whereas like when we were at school learning German, like it was a hassle and a chore because we had no foundational background to it as kids growing up. Mm. So I want to like give that to my kids as well. I say give as if I have something to give. I have nothing to give. I need to learn with my children. <laughs> but that's what I would want. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I, I, this is the thing. I think I agree. I, for me, it would be developing a, a sport or a physical activity, mm. physical exercise. It doesn't have to be a sport per se, I guess, if they really want to get into gym. But do you, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. It would be a musical instrument and it would be an art form as well. Mm. Um, and and <coughs> I th- there's people are a lot more to be more, more sorry people are a lot more likely to be motivated when they have chosen. Yeah. Uh, and so it would be. I'd also kind of want to teach my kids to how to have those skills of kind of figuring out what you want, mm. making sure you put in enough effort, and then learning when to give up, but then how to transfer those skills into something else so they're not wasted per se. And so I want to be able to you know, teach my kids those kind of skills and basically the skill of how to teach yourself so that you're not limited to, you know, school but per se. But those are the kind of things that I would, I would teach my kids. So the first point that he makes uh, about feeling behind in life, uh, Mr. Thomas Frank, is that the early birds don't always win. Mm. And they don't always get that worm. They don't always get that worm, exactly. He said <laughs> The uh, old dog has eaten it over <laughs> <laughs> The old dog has worms. <laughs> 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 
the birds feasting. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, what a horrible metaphor. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Please carry on. Uh, okay. He says that the secret is range. So he, he makes the point that, y- yes, there, there is an advantage to obviously starting earlier. So he makes like the points of, for example, um, sports stars like, um, oh gosh, Tiger Woods in, in mm. PGA Golf. He's obviously one of the best, etc. He started golfing at a very young age. But he also makes the point that... Whoa. No, sorry, I, I, I keep laughing too loudly. I'm supposed to do this in my head. But do you know Mbappe? Yeah, in Mbappe. France. Have you heard his story? No. <laughs> this is going to it's maybe not necessarily nepotism, but like his dad was a football coach. Like, yeah. not like isn't like a successful big one, but like he like started his own and like coached him from a young age. And he kind of just think, oh, if, if mom or dad was just a famous director, <laughs> they could have coached yeah. us. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yeah, yeah. carry on. Uh, <laughs> but just uh, just another good example of starting young. Yes, with exactly. support from people around you can yeah. send you to be one of the world's greatest football players. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, he kind of makes the point that there are when you're learning, there are kind of two environments for learning. So there's one that it calls it a nice learning environment where there's lots of positive feedback. So for example, in golf, you get a lot of positive feedback because you know exactly how well you do, et cetera, et cetera. But in other sports, there's not that same kind of feedback and other skills that you're developing. So that can be a little bit harder. So it gives the example of Roger Federer who started later compared to his other um, competitors or peers. Uh, but because Roger Federer was playing a lot of different sports at the time, that actually helped him develop into the tennis player that he became. He became one of the greatest. Um, and so he, he makes the point that, the, again, the early bird doesn't always win uh, because the dog has worms. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but he, he makes the point that the secret is range. So if even if you haven't started earlier or whatever you've still been developing skills. And he makes the point that whatever range of skills that you're learning, that can still benefit whatever particular skill that you want to develop at that particular time. Mm. So if you take, go back to acting and so on and so on, there's a period of time where actors aren't, you know, in school and they're just working jobs. But, you know, through those job experiences, they're meeting different people, they're, you know, kind of taking in different environments, all things that can be used later on uh, for characters and so on and so on. So, for example, um, oh, gosh, what's she called? Pam from the American office. Jenna Fisher? No, Jennifer. no, no, that's not a name. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I'm thinking of Isla Fisher. Maybe it's Jenna, maybe it is Jenna Fisher. We'll, we'll fact check. Yeah. But, um, she's out there. Yeah, <laughs> she's listening. Um, she, she used to worked, be a receptionist. She yeah. used to be a receptionist. Read a exactly. Book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She used to be a receptionist. Then she got a very big role as a receptionist in the American office and obviously did very, very well yeah. from that. So that obviously really, really helped. Um, so the question that he asks is Do you feel like you're constantly learning? So, Jonah. Is that, was Maybe that question? my question was from point one, yeah. <laughs> but actually, I just want to say quickly, I, mm. um, this isn't Stephen Fry's quote. He's quoting someone, I just can't remember. I'm just, I hate, I'm stupid at stuff like this. But he, he in his little <laughs> speech, he quoted this person and he said, whoever said this, people who know what they want to do are cursed. Like We've if, talked about this, yes. Oh, oh we have? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just in so many episodes. I think we, just, we think we said everything at least twice. Go on, go on. But yeah, if, if you know you want to be a He's doctor... He's quoting Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. Gosh, good. I'm so glad you're here. If you want to be a doctor, you become a doctor. If mm. you want to be, a, you know, 
um, a chemist, you become a chemist. If you want to be a librarian, you become a librarian, and that's your curse. <laughs> Who wants to be a librarian these <laughs> days? <laughs> Who reads? What a loser! <laughs> Just like the cool kids are on skateboards. Who reads? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid old dogs. I've never met anyone. Anyway, um, but that's your curse to become I apologize that. if you want to become a librarian. <laughs> you're probably a lot more intelligent than we are. Yeah. Um, you're an English teacher, Joe. What are you saying? I'm just saying you're, that. You teach. There aren't a lot of libraries. I teach books. <laughs> no, Jonah, I teach people. <laughs> but if you go, Oscar Wilde is here. But if you don't know what you want to be, yeah. that's your blessing. Because every day you get to wake up and try and do something new and become something new. And that's your privilege in life. I mean, obviously it's paraphrasing. But yeah. So education. What was your question? What am I still learning? What do I still need to do learn? Do you feel like you're constantly learning? That's oh, the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot to learn, Jill. Um, but do you feel like you're constantly learning? In some aspects, yes. What aspects? Uh, well, for example, like with gym, I feel like sure. I, I am constantly learning about a lot of stuff like that, which is great. Um, I, I feel like I'm still learning a lot when it comes to acting, mm. which is great. What did you learn last about acting? So much. So much. No, I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> How to, to take a dramatic pause? No, perfected that. Um, No, I think, well, one thing that I am constantly trying to work on is to not act, but to be real. Mm. Um, That's something that I'm constantly working at. Sometimes I don't like to share it because then I just feel like people look out for these flaws in my performances. So I feel self-conscious sharing. So I'm just going (laughs) to... Not real enough. Yeah. Sorry, just remembering. Jonah did an American accent all the oh way my through. Gosh. <laughs> my mum's review from. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> that was it. Um, anyway, this probably doesn't make it very much sense. Um, Sorry, I, I digress. So you feel like you're constantly learning for acting. Yeah. You're constantly learning about gymming. Mm-hmm. Pretty and much about it. Pretty much. Th- but those are the big things that you want to learn about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still learn a lot when I'm like at work and stuff. Like I was reading about VAT today at work, which was like just interesting. VAT. Yeah. What was interesting? Value added tax. I know what it is. Thank you. <laughs> I was asking what was interesting about VAT. Nothing at all was interesting about VAT. Okay. <laughs> but I just mean like because obviously I have no previous experience in corporate law before starting sure. working at it, yeah. so I still have to learn a lot. How does VAT? Oh, okay. Is I thought VAT actually only applied to things like physical products and things like that. No, it's any goods or services. Any goods or services. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> Again, it's not interesting. That's why it's, <laughs> I don't really share. <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Joe? Um, yes, I am doing a master's. So. Plus on question. So, well, mm. that's why I was going to... Because I, when I was anticipating your answer, that's mm. what I thought you'd say. And I was like, well, that's boring. Yeah. So what do you, what do you need to be learning? at this point in your life um that you're not already because the way you need to be learning your your, your sure yeah I, <laughs> I yes good point so i get yeah so obviously it's different for different aspects of your life right so if you were to talk about relationship something that i'm trying to work on is uh communicating more 
So like, how do you in a relationship? <laughs> how, how do you do that? How do you do that without a podcast? How do you? <laughs> how do you talk to me? How do you express your feeling? Well, as you say, so in situations like this where there isn't like a textbook, well, like I'm sure there are textbooks about communicating with others, but I just mean like in this situation, how do you learn in your life and gain the experience when you don't have a teacher? So in the case of communicating. In the relationship, it would be discussing with Chrishell what exactly she she wants to hear and what what would be good for her. <laughs> what do you want me to say to you? A little bit, like, oh, <laughs> but just like you know, okay, it would be good to, for example, sometimes I need a little bit longer to think about something. Mm-hmm. So issue says like, well, it would be nice if you said that. So mm-hmm. I'm not wondering is he ignoring me, etc. Which makes complete sense. You're right. Do you know what? that's better kind of thing so there's there's that kind of thing so in terms of that particular little aspect um <clears throat> yeah for uh you at your question is about like if you don't feel like you have a teacher mm-hmm. again if for, for some hard skills it, it, it you the internet is an amazing resource. YouTube is an incredible resource. If we were sponsored by Skillshare, what what a link! <laughs> <laughs> but we're not. But it, th- that's an option too. So there's all those kind of uh, you know YouTube is amazing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Chances are someone's been through it. Therapy is another like really good thing. If you t- if you're wanting to learn about how to deal with your emotions and how to process and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, that's the whole point of therapy. Again, if we were sponsored by BetterHelp, oh. What a great connection, but we don't have that. So there's all those those tools and resources. It's just about Googling and learning how to Google efficiently kind of thing. Um, as far as, like, I was going to say employment and things like that, uh, it would be discussing with your manager. And, and, and the thing is, like, people people like to show people their skills. You know, it's, it's a compliment itself. So, you, you know, just simply asking hey, do you mind showing me or do you mind explaining to me why or how, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a really good way of kind of like expanding your your, your, your range and your kind of experience and asking to shadow as well. Um, if you're looking for work experience, um, you know, for a week or something, or it's, it's easy to ask, hey, can I shadow? Can I help out for free? And a lot of companies will try and say yes kind of thing if, if they have the resources, et cetera. So there's that. Does that answer the question? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. But but sometimes, I I have to admit as well, though, sometimes I don't do things because I simply don't know and I don't know where to look and I don't know what to ask. That's that's one of my issues. Um, So sometimes it's good to kind of develop that range and get as close to those kind of experiences and from there you can take things one step at a time it's it can be I, I i i like this topic you asked this at the beginning i like this topic because i get infuriated or not infuriated is way too strong a word but i get impatient with um you know thinking oh why am i not here or why have i not achieved this or etc 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 um but understanding that every you know it's all part of a journey and if you're learning to enjoy the journey then that's the most important thing Just very similar to what I was saying, he, his second point is late is relative. So feeling behind or feeling like you're late to something is relative. There, there's no kind of binary 
uh, definition of what late is and late on in life is exactly. Um, and so <coughs> he, he kind of makes the point that the key is patience. Obviously, it's the opposite to impatience of what I was expressing before. <laughs> and he links uh, two, two kind of principles for being patient. So the first one is to take care of yourself. Okay, and, and kind of physically and emotionally and mentally and spiritually as well. You can add there as well. Uh, so, Jonah, how do you how do you take care of yourself? In what sense? Let's not say physically, because we know you go to the gym a lot, but other senses. So, mentally, spiritually, if you want to discuss that, and uh, emotionally, and and maybe eating habits as well. Do you know what? I really don't think I do take care of myself. Really? Yeah. Apart from physically. <laughs> but that's because, again, like, it's not because it's cause I'm trying to be physically healthy. It's just because I enjoy it. Mm. I don't think I do. And I think that's something I do need to work on. I just, okay. don't, I just right. don't think I do take care of myself. I mean, we all have things we're working on. Yes. That's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't feel like I do at all in any aspect of my life. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question. You start. Give me an, maybe if you start, I might think of something. But how do you take care of yourself? Well, I, I have been to therapy, mm-hmm. so that's one way. Um, how how often did you go to therapy? I've been to therapy, like I'm not talking about like three weeks in a row. I've I've done therapy. How many sessions have you had? No, I, I don't know that question. I've done therapy three times. As in like, so not three sessions, as in like three lots, three rounds. Three rounds. <laughs> three seasons, three if you will. seasons of therapy. Okay. Yeah. I don't, we've not really spoken about this before. No. I know, I, I only know one time when you went to see a counselor. Is, mm. is, that, is that what you include? Yeah. Is, is, was, well, that was one of your seasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I didn't know about the other two. So when was your last season? My last season was before I got married. So almost a year ago. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It probably would have started around this time. Maybe a about bit nine later. months ago. Yeah, so yeah. Like, it doesn't, yeah. Okay, and from your last season to now, <laughs> <laughs> what difference has been made? Do you know, so each, she- each season was a th- <laughs> gave me different kind of... <laughs> results. <laughs> results, yeah. yeah. Um, what did you get from your first season? So the first season I was developing the character. That's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, okay. So the um, my my first season, um, I I had developed like anxiety and like mm-hmm. I, I I was kind of diagnosed as high functional anxiety kind of thing. Not to brag. And and mild mild depression. And so we worked we worked through that. <laughs> Why'd you laugh at that bit? I just, I just had the giggles and then it just came out. <laughs> so you had mild depression. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that person will make of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I, I kind of went to counseling for that and that was really, really helpful. I still use those tools now. What helped? Uh, so she, she gave me, oh, what's it called now? Uh, cognitive behavior she, yeah she, I think it's like cognitive behavioral therapy or something like that so she gave me a series of tools to help me kind of become a lot more mindful of what was going on mm. and 
tools to help me kind of calm down if I was developing anxiety. So there was the five, four, three, two, one method, which I still use today. So <clears throat> I don't have it nearly as bad as I used to, but occasionally I'll, you know, just develop anxiety kind of thing. So five, four, three, two, one is you, um, you need to distract your brain because your brain's starting to spiral because mm. of whatever you're starting to develop this anxiety over something that's you don't it's not probably as bad as you're making out but your brain is still kind of making that way so you, what you've got to do is like kind of reset your brain so there's lots of different things you can do you splash cold water in your face is a really good one but uh if you can't do that so you list five things that you can see four things that you can hear three things you can smell two things oh. you can touch and and one other thought that's passing through your mind before, yeah. yeah so that's really really good there was uh, kind of all kinds of different things as well. And obviously you discuss your past, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that was really, really helpful. Uh, the last season uh, was to kind of just process some difficult things that have happened in life. That was, you know, I was about to go into marriage. And so there wasn't really, uh, there was no really, like there was no like tools or kind of tips of how to deal with things. I mean, there maybe was one or two. But what it was, it was just a space to kind of discuss things. Um, and it, it did. It, it did help me kind of, I think it did. I mean, I'm not, you know, 100% healed no or never. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's never like I never suffer negative emotions, whatever. I am now a perfect being. <laughs> <laughs> Three seasons now, baby. Three seasons. Um, but, but yeah, so uh, that is a great way of learning how to deal with those things. And, you know, the, the therapy can be expensive, but things like BetterHelp does... Is, a, is, is that a, what you used? No, 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 no. no. Uh, it, it is an online app. Sorry, all apps are online. Uh, it's, an, it's an app that <laughs> does connect you with therapists. It's not the glowing box machine. <laughs> it's the iPad granddad. Actually, glowing box machine. Um, uh, yes, it, it seems more affordable. I'd, I've never tried it, so I don't know. But uh, if you listen to other podcasts, I'm sure they'll find a sponsor there <laughs> and you'll be able to get a discount there. Um, but yes, uh, so that's that's a good resource for learning that kind of self, uh, self-well-being self and stuff like that. Self, mm. Self-help? Yeah, sorry. That's mm. the right term. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so I've done that. Uh, and then things like looking after, you know, eating well. Like you, you do do that. Mm-hmm. You're very conscious of what you eat. So that's another part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also things like taking off time out to, to relax and things like that. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Trying <laughs> creative projects. That's, that's another thing. So, you know, spending time with friends, etc. All these things that are good for your emotional well-being, good for your mental well-being. Sure, there's, there's things you can do to improve. I've started playing chess on, on the ch- tube. Do you know what I've started doing? Minesweeper. My Do you remember that game on the old computer? Yeah, I never knew how to play it though. Neither did I until yesterday. Oh, okay. And now I'm addicted. How do you play? So, okay, you know when you randomly click on all these boxes, yeah. and some of them are bombs, some of them are random numbers. Yeah. The number correlates to how many bombs it's touching. So, for example... It's touching. Yeah. So, it's easier if you've got it in front of you. But sure. say, for example, some of them may say two. And you know how you click on one box and suddenly like loads disappear and some of them are just gray blank with no numbers on whatsoever and some right. of them are. Yeah. So you can start to work out from these shapes that start to, you know, work around. That'd be like a one and it's touching 
you know, there's, there's two ones and only... I'm not explaining this well. It's easy to see it, but they just correlate to how many bombs they're touching. Right. And through that, you can work out which ones are bombs and which ones are not. Right, okay. And that's how you do it. Uh, and I've so won several games. logic to it kind of yes. thing. Yes, and it's, it's actually, when you know how to play, it's like, this is a great game. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad I didn't know how to play as a kid because I never would have got off it. Sure, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's really good. But yeah. you play chess. I play, I play chess. Minesweeper. Great games. We are both intellects. We are... <laughs> I would say you more than me with chess. I feel like Minesweeper is no, not I, an intellect. It's <laughs> taken me 20 goals to beat this beginner bot. Yeah. But I, I did it today. <laughs> um, but I did it. I'm going to say I was immensely proud of myself. <laughs> like immensely sure. proud. Uh, so, yeah, so th- those kind of little things. But like you said, learning a language. You, you, I know you're on Duolingo every now and then mm-hmm. stuff. So those, those are things to build, to build yourself as a person. Yeah. But if you, know, if you do have unhealthy living habits... That's going to affect you, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, all those things. That's going to make it harder to start something in life. Like if you're having those things impeding you. Um, so you, you've got to be aware of that, that whilst you not, might not be able to develop the skill that you want right now, by making sure you have a, as healthy a body as possible, which <coughs> can look different to different people, um, you give yourself a better chance of developing whatever skill or achieving whatever achievement you you so desire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the final thing that he mentions is developing a beginner's mind. Uh, so a beginner's mind is that whenever you try something new, you see yourself as a beginner or you always feel like you have something to learn from every experience and every person. It's just having that really open mind and having such an open mind and open enthusiasm as well helps you to kind of really kind of make the most out of every experience and and really kind of gain lessons from each insight instead of thinking oh i've done this i know how to do this and just getting into a very uh, status quo kind of routine rather than continually growing yourself so it goes back to that that first point or first question of do you feel like you're constantly learning so that's the kind of mindset he he asked so jonah how much of a beginner's mind mentality do you have well, I was going to say, you can steal my question. Sorry, I have the notes in front of me, so yeah. I apologize. You can make it your question, though. Well, no, no, it's the same question, but maybe slightly hotter. But uh, <laughs> Hotter? <laughs> are you a humble learner? Because So when I was learning my... Well, my first, English is my first language. When I was learning a new language, mm. um, I got pulled aside because I, I think my teacher, because I was getting very frustrated with myself, and he was like... Humil- oh, teach- no, humility equals teachable. Yeah. And if you are going to be a good student, you have to be a humble student. No prideful student will ever learn anything. And I think that is the hardest thing. When I'm learning, it's like to be humble. Mm. Um, that was my qu- I can still answer it first, but that was going to be my question to you. Like, are you a humble learner? Because that is the hardest thing. It's like, especially when you're an adult trying to learn, you get frustrated with yourself because you're like, I'm 26, I should know this because yeah. this 17 year old on YouTube is doing it so well. <laughs> um, and that's, that's the thing that I find hardest when I'm learning is to like stay humble and be like, it's fine. Like you're supposed to be learning. That's, that's why you're doing this. Like you can't get from A to Z without going through the other letters in the alphabet. Um, 
And yeah, that's that's what I, I can't remember what your question was, but that's what I find difficult. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> How much of a beginner's mind mentality do you have? Oh, do I have not a great one? And you were asking me the question, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I think sometimes as well, like when you're self-teaching, I always find that easier on myself when I'm self-teaching as opposed to when I'm not. For example, when I make mistakes and it's just me that knows I've made a mistake, I'm I, I can, I'm fine with it. Yeah. But when you have to make mistakes in front of other people, yeah. in front of other people that are doing it better than you already, yeah. or just even in front of your teacher, you know, whoever that, whatever that teacher may be in respect of what the situation is, like you just feel humiliated because the teacher's obviously a pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not. And yeah. so it's like when I'm self, for example, like when I go to the gym, like no one's helping me. Like I just try new stuff out and I just work it out as best mm. I can. And like for making a mistake, which happens a lot, it's fine because no one knows but me. Mm. Whereas like, especially if you're learning a language, you're going to make all your pronunciation, your accent, your, you know, grammar, et cetera, et cetera. You just make so many stupid mistakes that sound horrendously funny. So everyone's laughing at you. And so it's like, it's hard to be a humble student when you have other students that you then compare yourself to. Yeah, yeah. Um, that That is a, how good am I? Sometimes okay, sometimes definitely could be better. Yeah. For example, played tennis on last Friday with Chriselle. Chriselle grew up playing tennis. She's very good. Um, nepotism baby because <laughs> <laughs> the dad plays tennis dad, dad, plays, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dad is Roger Federer it's the whole <laughs> yeah. thing um, I love squash I struggle sometimes to swap the game or cordial both <laughs> I sometimes that was the worst joke I can only apologize <laughs> sorry carry on you killed the dog no, <laughs> you had worms anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> to put him down somewhere somewhere in this season um but um, I get frustrated that I can't play tennis as well as I can play squash, even though I started playing squash when I was 14. Mm. Um, and I've started playing tennis for about a year, year and a half, and I don't play it that often. So I get frustrated. Um, and I, I, get, I wish I could be better kind of thing. So sometimes I, I, I kind of, you know, get kind of frustrated with that and so on and so on. If I don't feel like I've, any pressure or any like if it's a completely new skill that i've no like uh yeah there's no expectation for me to do well i have such a beginner's mindset and i i make the most of it and i make it enjoyable experience so i feel like it's when you start a new job like your first week you're just like oh yeah like i'm still learning it's my first week you don't but then by week two you're like why don't i know everything even though it's your second week, but you just feel so behind, you get frustrated with yourself, and things yeah. go wrong, and so you've got to sort it, it out again. Get to the point where it's embarrassing to ask your colleague. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. Like when you f- your first lesson is always the easiest. Yeah. Because you have that beginner's mindset of like, well, I'm supposed to be. It's my first lesson. Like, of course, I'm not gonna get it. Mm. You're like, it's my second lesson. I should be a pro by now. <laughs> yeah. Do you know it's um so something that I've been reading about in my masters is a learner's identity. And so it's this kind of self-perception of who you are as a learner Mm. and your relationship with learning and so on and so on. And so if you have had negative experiences learning growing up, so if you feel like you failed a lot, you will just see yourself as a failure Mm. and therefore have a self-efficacy of why bother I will fail. This is going to be painful. I'm going to do as minimum as possible so I don't have to 
I have less chance of failing or I'll, I'll fail less, if that makes sense. And so a lot of our kind of experiences of taking on new things is the chances are if you feel this pressure, get frustrated that you're not developing something is because you believe that you should be better and you should develop quickly and so on and so on. Well, really the best kind of mindset is I am where I am. I'm trying. I'll keep going. Mm. And sometimes it's efficient to take a break and sometimes it's not, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that healthy mentality, health, healthy self-perception will catalyze learning much faster than I'm going to fail or I'm not doing as well as well as I should do kind mm. of thing. So, yeah. Mm. So it's, it, that is definitely a skill that I want to work on is being a better learner. Yeah. In all realms. Yeah. Mm. And it, it goes down to the, the simple core fact of being humble. Hum, humble in the sense of recognizing that you're, you're not a failure. You're just learning. Yeah. And it's all, you're always going to be learning. And so just enjoy learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being humble will only benefit you. Mm. Yeah. And Being sometimes you just have a... will only bring you down. Yeah, sometimes you just have a bad day. And I, I, this whole kind of, going back to what you were saying before, this whole kind of uh, feeling of being left behind or being behind everyone else is because we compare ourselves to each other. Mm-hmm. And we do that more than ever because of social media. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, it's really, really true. We've said that a hundred times, but it's it's a lesson oh, that I'm we? still learning. Sorry. No, but oh. you, well, you, you say that you... That, listen... None of what we said is original. <laughs> oh, nothing of what comes Apart out of my mouth is an original thought. The question, the the, the 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 metaphor that I flipped, which is, are you the a dog, dog with yeah, worms? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apart from the dead dog. Apart from the dead dog. Yeah. yeah, that. But but nothing is ever original, and that's that's postmodernism. But um, yeah, that's the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Takeaways: Nothing is new. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is new, and I'm prideful. Yeah. Do you do you feel a bit better about where you're at in life now? <laughs> trying to wrap, trying to have a nicer bow on this, this <laughs> my dog this is crap dead. fest of an episode. <laughs> but what? <laughs> well, do you know what? Here's the thing. So, like, thank you, Jonah. When <laughs> when I was coming over from work, I was kind of dreading this episode. Really? Because um, I don't like spending time with you. No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I was listening to this guy's um, YouTube video at work and I was just sitting, listening to it and I was just like, what are we going to say? Like, I just feel like such a, such a phony fraud to talk about this. Like, a, on a phony pod- fraud. A phony fraud <laughs> <laughs> to like sit on a podcast and talk about like, who, who am I? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, who am I, Joe? To like, who do we think we are to sit and talk about this? But I was just like, Listening to the to the last part, it reminded me of what my te- my language old language teacher used to say to me: "Is this um, humility equals teachable?" And I feel like that's a life lesson I keep having to relearn. Like, if you don't humble yourself, life will make you then humble. Yeah, that's and true. when life does it, it hurts way more. Mm. So it's just a re- healthy reminder to to continually be more humble and then just be patient. Yeah, because I'm. He was talking about. He mentioned Steve Carell. And how he didn't get his role in the office till he was like, I can't remember what age. He was mid forties. He was yeah. so, he's like forty something, but he's like mid forties. And I just thought to myself, 
If I knew I would make it when I was in my 40s, would I still carry on now? Would I still have the patience to, uh, to keep going? And I would. Yeah. If I knew it. But <laughs> I'd be surprised if you said no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like some people wouldn't make them, would think to themselves, oh, I, I don't have the patience to wait that long. Mm. I'll just give up and start something else. Mm. Um, but if you knew you were going to, and it's kind of like that thing, if you knew you had if you were 20 no's away from the yes that you needed, mm. you'd be running out looking for failures to be told no, mm. to get you closer. And I just think it's, it was a nice reminder to think about uh, mindsets. Yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. And, and just to kind of go back to your original point about <laughs> being a phony fraud, yep. the phrase of our podcast <laughs> is survival guide as we stumble along ourselves. I don't think we've ever protested to be well, that's what I really hope people get. <laughs> Jonah, would you like to finish with um, Am I the A? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, I read this one and I thought it was quite funny. Am I the A for kicking my son's girlfriend out of our house? My husband, 58 male, and I, 56 female, recently met my son's 24 male girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, the son is 24 male girlfriend for the first time he's been crazy about her apparently they've been dating for a year before he decided to have her meet us officially when he's told us about sorry <coughs> what he's told us about her all seems great she just got a degree was enjoying a job family oriented etc i'm honestly just glad he's happy with her my husband and i don't think he's been this into someone before so i feel pretty bad about what i did <laughs> last weekend he brought her over for dinner she killed her <laughs> Uh, sorry. By now we've been anticipating meeting her with how much our son had been gushing about her, mm. how perfect she is, that she's the one in his words. They ring the doorbell. We open the door. She it looks exactly like her pictures, which is a great start. My, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, else, dude, else like, is you're a not data. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> my son is grinning ear to ear. Another great start. We invite them in. She accepts my hug and a firm handshake from my husband. And then she opens her mouth. I'm the one your son puts his penis in. <laughs> no, she did not say that. <laughs> what? Are you serious? No, she well, that's what's written. I wasn't oh there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> to be frank, I was appalled. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing she said? Yeah. <laughs> you might feel like a fake phony, Jonah. But you, at least you haven't said that. No. Nope. <laughs> to be frank, well, I'd be, that'd be a shock for us, but whatever. It's, to be frank, I was appalled. I expected my husband to laugh. Both he and my son are jokesters, and as annoying as it can be, I love it. But this was just too much for me. Maybe I'm oh, reserved. Oh, no, come on. If, if you say you love these jokes, then he probably told... Oh, sorry, finish it. Just yeah. finish it. But of all things that could have shared, uh, could have shared about my son, she told us that. <laughs> One look at my face and my husband knew how much I disapproved. Maybe I let my expectations get too high and it's unfair to have them. But I reiterate, of all the things to say to my boyfriend's parents, whom she'd never met, she chose that. My son was amused at first, but when he noticed my reaction, his face dropped. <laughs> so the, the, the son did think it was funny. Yeah. I, if, if Chriselle had said that to my mum, <laughs> she really wouldn't even noticed. Well, because well, she's got bad hearing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, 
I felt like he'd sold me the full package. Everything he'd always been looking for in a girlfriend. I was too disturbed by the visual it put in my head and it was tr <sighs> it translated into anger. I told her to get out and I wanted to say more about how gross it made me feel, but unfortunately left it at that. My son didn't want to go, insisting I gave her another chance, but I was too fed up and uncomfortable at this point. Even my husband, who's enjoyed his fair share of raunchy jokes, wouldn't let up. They left and I immediately felt guilty. This was something my son had really looked forward to and I felt like, and I feel like I took away over took that away over a dumb joke. I tried calling to apologize, but he hasn't responded. My husband thinks that he that sorry, my husband thinks she's the one that sh who, who should apologize. I'm considering giving her another chance, but before I do, was I the a-hole? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I think everyone was wrong in that situation. <laughs> I think she should definitely give her another chance. And I think, she, I think the, yeah, I I think think the, the girl should definitely apologize. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one day that would make a hilarious story. Yes. With enough time and space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't believe she would have said that. Oh gosh. Yeah. Cause I feel like at this point, everyone definitely knows each other's boundaries. <laughs> so yeah, I think just a quick apology, get over it and move on. Cause one day, like in 20 years time, in, in well, maybe like 25 years time, they have a kid who's bringing their partner around for the first time. The mom will bring it up. Do you remember when you met me? And everyone yeah. will just burst out laughing. Yeah. Very wise, John. <laughs> the first thing, <laughs> I'm the one your son puts his penis in. <laughs> Why would you say that? Oh, yeah. Good. Good job. I, yeah. I, I don't know if she was the A. I mean, and the fact that she's called up to apologize, I think, like. Yeah. Immediately felt guilty. Yeah. I would just, <laughs> I think maybe when you put so much pressure around meeting someone for the first time, yeah. when something goes wrong, it just, it feels worse than it actually I, is. I think though, I mean, obviously we don't have the full story, but if I were the daughter mm. and I thought that was funny and then I realized that it offended my boyfriend's mom, Parents, yeah. I would profusely apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't sound like she's done that. <laughs> so the fact that this girlfriend has been so stubborn yeah. that the mum can't take a joke, yeah. so quote unquote. I feel like it says a lot about who this girl is. <laughs> yeah. <as well>. The <laughs> fact that's the first thing you say. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. So thought we'd finish on that. Yeah. Glamorous. Never too late to offend your mother-in-law yeah. slash boyfriend partner's Good mother. To know. Great. Do you want to where can people find us? If you like to keep up to date with podcasts, you can follow us on Instagram at How Do You Survive Pod. You can also find us on TikTok at How Do You Survive Pod. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. <laughs>